Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to a special episode of Destination Disaster. I am your host, Devin Carney. Before I start recording the content this week, I wanted to put the trigger warning out there that this episode does include mentions of graphic violence, rape, torture, and mutilation. If you are uncomfortable with this topic or it becomes too much for you, please turn the episode off. I am recording this episode to make sure that the world knows that Russia continues to commit heinous actions against the innocent civilians in Ukraine. I was truly hoping I didn't have to write this episode and that Ukraine would have pushed back the Russian armed forces. However, the constant drone of war continues. When we think of disasters, war doesn't typically come to mind when we think of this topic. However, in my opinion, conflicts and wars are some of the worst humanitarian disasters that can occur. Those who live in active conflict zones are at risk of being killed by artillery bombardments, stray gunfire, hell. With Russia, they seem to target the innocent civilians. If you are trapped in an active conflict zone, your access to food, water, adequate medical care, and safety can dwindle if opposing forces ransack your town or city. Since Russia invaded Ukraine, we've seen some very atrocious actions, such as kidnapping resulting in the forced adoption of over 14,000 Ukrainian children, rape, and massacres against innocent civilians. It is reported that over 65,000, yes, 65,000 war crimes have been committed since the invasion began. According to the government of Ukraine's website dedicated to tracking and reporting the war crimes committed against the innocent civilians by Russia, nearly 12,000 citizens have been injured, 7,199 killed, 69,346 war crimes registered, 461 children killed, and over 120,000 buildings destroyed. After the Russian withdrawal from areas north of Kyiv, overwhelming evidence of war crimes by Russian forces was discovered, in particular in the town of Bucha, Evidence emerged of a massacre of civilians perpetrated by Russian troops, including torture, mutilation, rape, looting, and deliberate killings of civilians. The UN Human Rights Monitoring Mission in Ukraine later documented the murder of at least 50 civilians, mostly men, but also women and children, in Bucha. More than 1,200 bodies of civilians were found in the Kyiv region after Russian forces withdrew, some of them summarily executed. There were reports of forced deportations of thousands of civilians, including children, to Russia, mainly from Russian-occupied Mariupol, as well as sexual violence, including cases of rape, sexual assault, and gang rape, and the deliberate killing of Ukrainian civilians by Russian forces. This is why I say that war is one of the worst humanitarian disasters that can occur. 
because there simply isn't one variable to contend with. As you just heard, over 120,000 civilian buildings have been destroyed following indiscriminate shelling and deliberate attacks from Russian troops. In addition to the indiscriminate shelling, this war has placed neighboring countries into a state of chaos as well. This most recent invasion forced the evacuation of over 8 million civilians into neighboring countries, forcing those to leave their entire lives behind and start over. Over 8 million refugees fleeing Ukraine have been recorded across Europe by late May 2022. Approximately one quarter of the country's total population had left their homes in Ukraine by March 20th. 90% of Ukrainian refugees are women and children, while most Ukrainian men age 18 to 60 are banned from leaving the country. By March 24th, more than half of all children in Ukraine had left their homes, of whom a quarter had left the country. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II and its aftermath, and is the first of its kind in Europe since the Yugoslav Wars in the 1990s, as well as the fourth largest refugee crisis in history and is the largest refugee crisis in the 21st century with the highest refugee flight rate globally. So, after one year in, where does the war in Ukraine stand? Are we any closer to seeing a Russian army capitulate and run home with their tails between their legs? Or are they going to continue to send cannon fodder into the fray? Russia at one point was believed to have one of the strongest, most advanced armies in the world and placed them as a peer-to-peer -peer adversary against the United States. However, due to internal corruption, ignorance, and outdated battlefield strategies, Russia has failed with this latest attempt to spread and regain territory that was once held by the Soviet Union. Russia's military doctrine has in all essences failed them at the most basic level. Russia's traditional military strategy is one of reliance on artillery and destruction of vital opponents' hardware and infrastructure. However, as noted with this latest invasion, Russia believed Ukraine was a weak target and that their aging strategy would work against a country that has a formalized military infrastructure. Typically, this doctrine would work against a rebel army such as what was experienced in Syria. However, not against Ukraine. Ukraine saw this weakness and knew it was only a matter of time until Russia would send their initial invading units into the softened targets, only to be ambushed and outsmarted. Once Russian troops began occupying those towns and villages that had been destroyed by artillery, they forgot one vital piece of war and that was ensuring access to a supply chain to remain capable. Russian units would quickly be cut off from resupply, ambushed to absolute hell, and would soon run out of food and fuel, forcing many units to commit more war crimes, such as looting and theft. Many sources estimate that Russia has fired nearly 90% of their smarter artillery munitions, meaning that they have to resort to older, dumber rounds that increase the risk of landing in civilian areas, even though that didn't seem to matter when they were employing their more advanced weaponry. Over the last couple of months, we've seen many reports that North Korea has supplied Russia with more ammunition, and Iran has supplied Russia with kamikaze drones that have been seen flying throughout Ukrainian airspace targeting both civilian and military assets. On the battlefield itself, it is estimated that well over 200,000 Russian troops have lost their lives as a result of this unprovoked war, and Ukraine suffering 100,000 casualties within their armed forces as well. On September 21st, 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced the partial mobilization of reservists. Nearly 300,000 reservists have been called up to supplement the losses that have been suffered on the battlefield thus far. Additionally, around this time is when we saw a large uptick in the Russian government employing the Russian private military group Wagner. Now, for those of you who don't really follow the war or just read the highlights daily, Wagner has been seen committing some of the most serious war crimes mainly due to the group recruiting inmates from Russian prisons. Wagner is seemingly known 
for committing these heinous acts of violence. A 2017 video posted online showed a group of armed people reported to be Wagner contractors torturing a Syrian man, beating him to death with a sledgehammer, and cutting his head before mutilating and then burning his body. Russian authorities ignored requests by the media and rights activists to investigate the killing. In November 2022, another video surfaced online that showed a former Wagner contractor getting beaten to death with a sledgehammer after he allegedly fled to the Ukrainian side and was recaptured. Despite public outrage and a stream of demands for an investigation, the Kremlin turned a blind eye to it. Due to Wagner recruiting mainly inmates from prison, they're usually barely trained and thrown into the fray. During the Battle of Bakhmut, the Pentagon's John Kirby claimed that around 1,000 Wagner fighters were killed in fighting at Bakhmut during the previous weeks including some 900 recruited convicts. Ukrainian soldiers and former convicts and prisoners of war described the use of recruited convicts at Bakhmut as bait, as poorly armed and briefly trained convicts were sent in human wave attacks to draw out and expose Ukrainian positions to attack by more experienced units or artillery. So how much longer can this war last? With us now surpassing the one-year mark, Russian forces continue to fall and fail in any advance, and Ukraine will begin to receive the masses of military aid such as infantry fighting vehicles, main battle tanks, and further munitions that could potentially reach further into Russia. The invasion that Putin touted has failed, which could lead to a potential division within the Kremlin itself, leading to a regime change within the Russian Federation. If that occurs, could we see the immediate withdrawal of forces or further escalation? We are approaching a key period when warmer temperatures equate to further fighting along key offensive lines. There is no positive outcome to this war, only death, humanitarian crisis, and destroyed lives. I hope that next year I don't have to write another episode on this war and that sometime this year we can see the end and Ukraine marching in victory in Kiev. Be on the lookout for the next episode as we will be covering the current environmental crisis in East Palestine, Ohio, where Norfolk Southern and the EPA has continued to claim that the air and water are safe. However, we are seeing a completely different story on social media. Be sure to give the show a like, share, and recommendation if you enjoy the content. If you have a topic that you would like covered, be sure to send it to DestinationDisasterTopics at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Destination Disaster. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.